Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Cube, there it is. Cube, there it is. <laughs> Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. I thought of that last week. I texted it to Megan. I knew it was going to be a and hit. And it still makes me laugh. And, and here we are. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is that we recorded that episode like a month ago, which means that that um, cube, there it is, uh, pop song hilarity joke has been like incubating in you for like 30 solid days. Yeah, probably. It probably was inceptioned into me somehow. <laughs> I'm real proud of it, though. Yeah, no, you should be. We are back. Uh, we just released a podcast, I don't know, last weekend? I haven't even listened to it. What did, we, what did we talk about it? It was mostly Clint and Sarah, super listener, and their questions. Oh, fantastic. Good job. And you tried to say Jehoshaphat, but instead <laughs> said, just so... I can't even... It, I had to listen to it like ten times, because it's not a word. Jehoshaphat. Not Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Listeners are going to be surprised to discover that I do very little preparation for these podcasts. <laughs> yes. And a little housekeeping. I did forget to take out a audio clip that I was going to use, but didn't. So uh, people who are listening close will notice a weird picard voice under us talking sorry about that oh my god this podcast is so unprofessional it'll probably happen again they're gonna dock your pay charlie yes exactly exactly (laughs) um all right so uh clint and sarah if let's set our faceners set our faceners (laughs) jehoshaphat Let's set our phasers to listener mail. Yay! It's our favorite listener mail. At the top of the hour, um, Jenna writes back. Uh, I said, Jenna, where are you uh, in, in the show? Because you've been watching this thing for two years. You should be done by now. Right. What kind of dedication is she showing here? She just finished the episode called Interface, which, if you'll recall, is where Jordy gets hooked up to the probe or something. And he can oh! control it with his memory? Is this the one where the Romulans try to brainwash him? No, I just watched that one. That's earlier. Oh, that one's awesome. This is the one about, like, his mom is missing or something, maybe? I think Jordy's mom goes missing. That's what this one is. I don't remember that at all. It was not her favorite. Um, but she's in season seven, episode three. Um, so she's trucking along. So thanks to Jenna for sending that. Um, Jason Cassidy writes in, I think it should be called the Admiral's Club in reference to what the upper echelon of super listener is called in uh, Next Generation because the Admirals think they have power but generally do nothing. <laughs> that is... You guys do a lot. You write in. We talk about your stuff. Don't be hard on yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you uh, super listeners are responsible for easily uh, one-third of this podcast content. Correct. But they should wear those long admiral, like formal wear. You know how, like in in when they wear their dress oh, yeah. uniforms, like they sure. like the costume designer was like dress uniforms. I'm gonna take <laughs> the suggestion literally. 
And there are these little like mini dresses with leggings. They're very, yeah. it's very 2017, honestly. Jenna also writes in. Jenna really proving her status as a Admirals Club Gold Star Super Listener. Charlie, you guys have a fig tree? Do you ever sit under that tree? Lauren will get the reference. That's a Hamilton reference. Oh, sure. It's a, well, technically, it's a George Washington reference that I don't want to say Lin-Manuel Miranda plagiarized George Washington, but let me just say it's eerily similar. George Washington's farewell address, eerily similar to some lyrics in Hamilton. That's from when he famously sat under the fig tree and discovered gravity. Yeah, uh-huh. George Washington sat under a fig tree discovered gravity and then was like i'm gonna keep this discovery to myself for a while so it's actually for the first five years of colonial times we just floated around wow i know and we could have like started the gravity earlier but washington was like ah, i don't know if the world is ready for it so we just Seth floated is just a fun exclusive yeah yeah a lot of people don't know that <laughs> and she also says in that same vein i agree with megan charlie will be underwhelmed with hamilton i'll still love you charlie well thank you um, i'm sorry Hang on, hold up, pull the reins, pause, read the first half of that again. I agree with Megan. Boom! Boom! Victory lap! Everybody, podcast, high fives, Jenna from across the internet, bang! Yes, that's right. Jason McCullough, also a uh, Admirals Club member, writes in, uh, I can get behind this in reference to calling it the Admirals Club, so you guys have come to a decision it seems like yeah good job jason cassidy i hereby declare that what star trek really needs to make a comeback is a recurring borg character who sells knickknacks <laughs> from a cart <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot disagree and it's like mr haney's thing uh, from green acres yeah yeah you're correct it would be a square cart it would just be a little mm-hmm. what would be the knickknacks that a Borg would sell. Like, what would they be interested in selling? Little tubes and little hoses. Like, but like driftwood sculptures of tubes and hoses. They're like, yeah. And little hologram, little I homemade holograms. Little, this tube. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Russian nesting doll, but instead of a doll, it's just circuits inside other circuits also i don't know what russia is because i wasn't paying attention to that part of the download you know like puka shell necklaces <laughs> uh little models of the colladas, and it's like the board uh, yeah S- snow globes for the record i don't like getting caught the, in the rain little... because i will short circuit You don't think they're waterproof? I don't know. There's a lot of, like, tubes happening. That's a good point. A lot of tubes. Well, I really understand science. I have a firm grasp. Uh, Yep, that is why you're a famous scientist. Set phasers to science! I think we can close the bag on (laughs) listener mail and move into set phasers to our ongoing debate with Sarah and Clint Ah! about whether or not they are super listeners. I love Sarah and Clint for the record. Well, let's get into it before we get into our heady topic for today. <laughs> they say, Dear Charlie and Megan, thanks for letting us hijack your last Set Braziers to Rocks podcast, which 
Uh, I get the rocks thing. Braziers? I don't know what that means. Well, I know what a brazier is. I don't know, Charlie, if you've ever... I do, too. ...been intimate with a woman, but it's uh, something that we like to wear occasionally. You might know it as the undergirdle. The chest wagon. <laughs> you might like... You might know it as the round <laughs> board cart that comes in doubles. <laughs> oh, a bra. I got it. <laughs> um... <laughs> They say, thanks for letting us hijack your set Braziers to Rocks podcast, especially since we're not Gold Star Super listeners. All right. God. Now for the lip and sass. We assert that we are super listeners for the following reason. We have written in before regarding a joke Megan made about Bill Cosby that Sarah found hilarious. Oh, see? I remember that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Point one, granted. <laughs> um... Even though Sarah has barely watched TNG and Clint prefers the original series, oh boy, we have forced ourselves, we have forced ourselves to listen to every episode of your podcast. Winking face. Ugh, that is definitely lip and sass. Oh, it's both. It was like a pa-ka-pow. It was like, here comes the lip and then bang, followed up with an uppercut of sass. That was, was rough business. Point number three. We picked up Megan from LAX and took her to Charlie's house where you recorded an in-person episode making us integral to the show, which brings us to the it's fourth true. and most compelling reason you should consider us super listeners. We know where you live. Smiley face. <laughs> uh, excellent points. Excellent points. Fantastic points. Now, do, Fantastic do they know where points. both of us live? Have they been to visit you in Iowa? Uh, well, they know where Iowa is. Right. So if you can get to Iowa, you just wander around and call my name, and eventually I'll pop out of a rock. You could stand on like a, a small stool and see every home in Iowa, right? Yeah, you 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 get on the you get on the calling stool, <laughs> and you just stand up there, and you're like, "Hey, hi, Megan," and then like another Megan be like, "Well, you're looking for me," and they're like, "I'm looking for for Megan G," and you're like, "Well, I'm Megan W," and then there's like a hilarious like hijinks. Right, and then I come out and be like, oh, Megan W always hogging the Colin chair. It's like a whole thing. We got like a running, it's a running joke. So within eight seconds of arriving in, at any one spot in Iowa, you could have found you. Yeah, unless I'm like sleeping. <laughs> like I might be like napping under a tree from from all the whittling I was doing and from the, the corn husk dolls that I was sure. assembling in order to, to, to sell at the county <laughs> fair. You know, the corn husk dolls don't assemble themselves, Charlie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got to put in some effort. I got to put in like 20, 30 minutes of effort a day. A day. Not including your fair salesmanship? or you... That's called the, that's called the Midwestern work ethic is what that but is. But stem to stern, you, you start with, you go corn husk doll and then you sell it within 30 minutes a day? Boom. And you're done. Well, I got to make them. And then sometimes the turnover is not as rapid as you might imagine. Sure. Sometimes it takes a little bit. Right. Some people, they get real persnickety about their cornhus dolls. They're like, you crap this out in 15 minutes, Gogarty. Come back. Give me, I want a 30-minute doll or nothing. And I'm like, ugh. It's like a whole thing. Uh, have you ever done a car chase in a corn field? Uh, have I ever done a car chase like, in a corn field? Like they field? seem to be in the movies a lot. I don't know. I think if you drove a car into a corn field, um, you might get shot a little bit. 
and not by the farmer, but from the company that owns the farmer, like Monsanto. Got it. Would be like, that's our copyrighted seed. <laughs> coming after you. Uh, get, get out of here with your Volvo. What do you think this is? And then they come after you. Are there men in black suits from Monsanto just roaming around making sure nobody is using copyrighted seeds? That's ridiculous, Charlie. They wear overalls. They wear black overalls. And like, why would anyone wear a suit in a farm? Like, that's, I mean, that's the most absurd thing. No, they go, they, they come in pairs. They wear black overalls. They're very intimidating. Right. They throw you around. They're like, those better be Monsanto-approved corn husks that you're making those dolls out of, or we're coming after you. And it's like, whoa. Does the town ever, like, band together to run them out of town? Well, it's the state, and, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, let, can we give you some more um, government subsidies? In exchange, we will sell off all our hospitals. Because what we need is more corn! <laughs> <laughs> so they're demolishing the hospitals daily and just yeah. planting corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't really need hospitals if you have enough... Um, you know, corn, because eventually you will inhale all of the corn dust and, and asphyxiate. And so that's a quick and clean death. Have you ever seen Witness? You know, when sure. that, like that one bad guy gets like drowned in the silo? It's like that. We got some, we got some, we've replaced the hospitals with the, with the corn death silos. And it's just like, you get in a little, you feel a little asthmatic. You're feeling a little like, <clears throat> like maybe you're feeling like maybe, you know, right. you want to end it quick. You just take a shower in the death silo, and you're fine. So to answer your questions, Clint and Sarah, correct. This has been Iowa Minute. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, they say they go on to say, but seriously, your show is fun, and you always make us laugh. We appreciate your thoughtful <laughs> answers to your questions. Oh, <laughs> you see, you see. And they have some more. They have two questions. They're Oh, look, they are the gift that keeps on giving. What would you say to a younger viewer of Star Trek Discovery who may think TNG is boring, much less much like Megan views the original Star Trek series? I would say that you're wrong. Yes, good answer. And to shut up. Yes, all yes, A and B. I, I vote yes on that. And also, um, the other person who thinks it's wrong or thinks it's boring, just I would just refer you back to Jenna's original tweet about how she agrees with me. So clearly I got the Jenna seal of approval. Right. My my opinions are now facts. So Correct. Ah, feels great. Um their second question, asked and answered, Clintera. Um uh, since Star Trek Discovery is set before TNG, do you think there'll be any TNG cameos? I think Discovery is set between the originals before the original series, so that'd be like a hundred years before um, TNG. So, so obviously um, there will be a Tasha Yar, and it'll be like her grandmother, who's secretly like a Klingon. Maybe it'll be like a oh, don't go with there, young Noonien Soong. <laughs> <laughs> Only it'll be, like, old, because Brent Spiner is, like, super old now. Right. So no, like, no, he'll be, like, like a Dr. baby. Soong's like, he'll be, like, grandpa. He'll be, like, eight months old. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think there are going to be any TNG cameos to answer your question. Sad. Captain, you can't be afraid of those two or what they can do to your ship. No. Well, it's time to close the listener mailbag as I mix our metaphors. We did. Good job, us. Good job. Thank you. All right, fine. Super listeners, Clinton Sarah. Thank you. (laughs) You did it. You wore him down. Clinton Sarah. High fives across the internet. Bang. I thought, Megan, in honor of your trip to Scotland in just a couple weeks, <gasps> yeah. I thought we could talk about Planet Scotland from the episode Sub Rosa, where <laughs> a Bev falls for a meta ghost who has been sexing her dead grandmother. Oh, this episode, listen, it's creepy. It's also super hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to have to break it to the world. It's a pretty sexy episode. Uh, it is divisive, I think, amongst uh, Star Trek fans. Uh, but those people are wrong because it's pretty interesting. Those people, those people are wrong and we're right. It's a totally awesome episode. And Bev deserves to get a little some. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She deserves to get a little touch, even if it's ghost touch. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. The episode's crazy because uh, Bev's grandmother dies, right? Right. Uh, and there's it's like on a colony planet. But I guess the weather on the planet uh, is like that of Scotland. So everybody dresses like it's um, kind of, you know, Victorian Scotland. Like everybody's yeah, got- there's a lot of like, isn't there a lot of like cable knit sweaters and long flowing Laura Ashley print skirts? Uh, well, like the guy, the ghost guy, spoiler alert, wears like a, he looks like Mr. Darcy or something. He's got, like, cravats and vests and wool coats. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's right. Um, and he is some kind of sentient gas or something. And he's like, why can't I just give her some pleasure? What's your probs? Right. And are they slowly draining her life force or something? I can't remember. Oh, and she's got a little lamp, too, right? Like, she doesn't have any electricity. Yeah, and the lamp is, like, his power source or something? Yeah. That's right. Um, Yeah, it's like Phantom of the Opera, only with Phantom. Right. Like, Like, a legit Phantom. Right. And she gets, like, like, you know orgasmic with this like green little gassy thing. Oh, do you remember when um It's the, pretty smoking hot. He makes the grandmother's corpse like stand up out of the coffin and go like Beverly, leave me alone or whatever. God. That's right. Yeah, it's super weird. It's like a it's a real southern gothic type story. Um It is. It is southern gothic. That's exactly right. Um, but also like I like it when the women have sex on the show. Right. Just on a, like a, just as a, a value of my own. Just like, it's just a straight up, like, if somebody's getting something, I probably like the episode. You know what was interesting? I just watched the episode where Troy, uh, falls for the, uh, wormhole negotiator. Oh, and he's such a slime ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she screws up and... She doesn't screw up, but she has sex with him, and then, um... So she screws up, is what you're saying. Ah. 
<laughs> I'm a child. And so I guess her doing that kind of it worries her that she's impartial and she can't do her job now as kind of the Federation's empath in these negotiations. Um, and so she's talking to Picard in the turbo lift and she goes, Oh, I did this guy and now I don't know. And he's like, all right, fine, whatever. I mean, it's your, your deal. It's your whole deal. Yeah. I'm not your dad. Ugh, Picard. Good job. Yeah. Also leave that sexual prurience <laughs> Like that prudishness, like uh-huh. leave that back in the twentieth century, please. Twenty-fourth century. Like the great thing about the beta Zeds is they're like, yeah, let's have all the sex partners in the world because you know what if we do what we want. Um, Troy seems very sex positive, so that just seems like. But like, she, I, I get it. Like she's being all ethical and stuff. But what else? Right, right. Um. Uh. <laughs> It says here, Gates McFadden uh, was not like, didn't like the episode very much. I was basically in love with the lamp. This one's the doctor and falls in love with the lamp. How the hell does that work? <laughs> Bev was not very lucky in love. She she fell for the the krill guy who turned out to be a worm. Right. And then she had made out with Riker because the Riker had the worm in him. Right. Um. Oh yeah. Then Picard killed her first husband. Yes, boo. And Picard would never man up and take her like he should have. Well, he tried to, and she said no, remember, when their brains got linked. Oh, well, yeah, right, right, right. But they had to have a brain link for her him to do that. Yeah. But that was after, like, months of provocative morning teas. Right. Of, like, let's have tea together, Jean-Luc. And Picard is, like, barely out of his shorty pajamas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah, she had some she had some bad deals. Yeah. Which is too bad because Bev was like smoking hot. She's totally awesome. She's super smart. She's the best one ever. You know, not the best doctor, but that's fine. Um. <laughs> not everybody has to be good at everything. She could tap dance like a MFer, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. She's a good theater director. Yeah. I want to read some quotes about the uh, episode that I'm reading Excellent. reading here on the wiki. The production staff noted that the fan response to the episode was split along gender lines with men hating Subros and women loving it. That's because women need to have more lamp orgasms. That's right. That's um, what it comes down to. They're like, I gotta get it from somewhere. Brandon Braga noted the show is not popular among those who dubbed hardcore fans. I've come to notice that whenever you infuse a show with sexual themes, some of these fans seem to short circuit. I mean, the weather or ray malfunction causing thunderstorms. It was fun. I, I believe that. No sex in space, please. Oh, that's the that's the number one place you want to have the sex. Sure. Like, more sex everywhere. Look, look. We're all going to die. You know what I'm saying, Charlie? Yeah. Like, we're all headed for the big sleep. All of us. That's right. So, we have a finite amount of time on this earth. How do we want to spend it? Do we want to spend it in... Um, pedantic arguments about like the uses of plasma in the fourth dimension or do we want to spend it boning some ghost lamps you know what I'm saying like pick you gotta pick your story which one I'm voting for ghost lamp boning you will be in your country cottage outside of Edinburgh in a few in like a month and like there's a knock at the door and it's a guy with a lamp sometimes if it's a sexy ghost with wearing a Victorian cravat Carrying a ghost lamp full of your green, sexy energy. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm not made of metal. 
I'm a human woman. I think if I said the sentence, hey, the ghost lamp is here, to Lauren, she would just roll her eyes and say, you do whatever you need to do. Yeah, that's right, because Lauren knows about stuff. Yeah. In fact, in fact, on you know how you have like your list of like celebrities that you could have sex with uh-huh. and you, your partner can't get mad? Like, number one with the bullet is ghost lamp. Like, what are you going to do? Like, paranormal sexy times trumps like everything else. Like, what, I mean, that's, you got to take advantage of that when it comes along. You know why there's so much raw sexual energy in that show? Do you know who directed it? Who? Guess. Ron Moore. Nope. Because when you say pen up sexy energy, I immediately think of Ron Moore. Frakes. <gasps> how could I have? How? Oh, that, that was a woof on me. Shame on me. Of course. Yeah, come on. Frakes. Mm. Yeah. With that beard and those blue eyes. Uh-huh. Of course. Yep. Oh, Jonathan Frakes. He knows how to push your buttons. He does. He knows about stuff. He's he wouldn't kick a a. a Phantasmagorian orgasmic beast out of his country Scottish cottage. Do you know what I'm saying? This is one of our best Bev episodes, though. Yeah, because she's got a lot to do. Mm -hmm. And I love it when Picard's like, hey, I I wonder if you're maybe being possessed by a ghost. And she's like, nope, totally fine. Also, I'm quitting Star Trek. Like, what are you going to do about it, Holmes? It's so great. Because she's like, what are you going to do? She wants to quit and live in the cottage and have sex with a ghost. Who can blame her? <laughs> Frankly, I don't even. I'm not even 100 sure she made the right decision at the end. By going back. Yeah. Like, you I would. Don't know. Are, are Are you saying that you're going to stay in Scotland after your month is up? Maybe we'll see. I mean, I just. It seems like okay. You could have a life of of rules and regulations on a Starfleet ship where you're like constantly having to like stick your hands in like alien bodies and like cure alien diseases and having to like go to like jazzercise class with Troy and like constantly having a lousy love life or you could be in the coolest cuddliest cottage having like how, how many orgasms do you think she's having in a day the ghost what 20 50 like how many I mean he's like getting tired he's not yeah he doesn't have a stamina problem and you know, Grandma lived forever. Yeah, Grandma like, was super old. what a life. Old. What a life. Uh, What's the downside? <laughs> Tell me the downside. I think if you moved to Scotland because of a lamp ghost, you would grow to miss corn. Because I don't think they grow it there. I think it's too cold. It is. And it I is. think you would start missing corn. Hmm. I guess time will tell. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I don't know if there are lamp ghosts in Edinburgh, but if there are, and if any of them are listening to this podcast, look me up. And you could definitely um, substitute that corn with a barley. Sure, they, plenty... grow, they they gotta grow something in Scotland. They do. Right? They Don't make they, grow... they make the Scotch whiskey there. They need barley for that. Sure. They they gotta. What do they make their tartans out of? That seems like some kind of. Wool? Fiber. Wool. Sheep. They gotta have sheep there. Yeah. She's trading her corn for sheep. She's trading and, her... And ghost orgasms. Don't forget that. That's key. Oh, Ronan. I had no idea I could feel this one. We're nearly merged now. As two candles joined to form a single light. So we will flourish as one. 
Her kids, not an issue. No, just you just tell my daughter that when she's of age and I'm dead to come and get this lamp for me, and it'll be the and no questions asked, it'll be the best thing ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just keep it going, keep it going down the generations. Yeah. So you're the grandma. This, I am the grandma. And Mirabelle is Bev in this scenario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. That begs the question: If these guys hang out in ghost lamps, I imagine they're both sexes, or they can be either sex. Why aren't there? Why isn't there a ghost lamp for every man, man and woman on this great earth? Boy, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, men are so discriminated against, Charlie. It's really hard. It's, it's tough. It's just one, one more systemic oppression. Yep. <laughs> no ghost lamps. I'm just saying there's one ghost lamp in the whole galaxy, and it goes to this weird planet. Like, why isn't Earth... Why haven't they invented ghost lamps for Earth people? It's, tr it's true. Earth first, is what I say. <laughs> so, in this podcast, um, I said give up feminism, and you said Earth first, and I feel like those are the, qu the quotes that are going to haunt us for the rest of our lives. Yep. Good job, us. Uh, we did it. <laughs> we ruined our reputations. <laughs> I mean, they're both compelling points. Well, yeah, in fairness. In fairness, the context was also um, horrible, so. Sure. <laughs> we really don't have a leg to stand on. It must give you great pleasure. No, sir. It does not. Iowa seems like the place, the kind of place that would have like a, a guy somewhere in rural Iowa is building an ark. <laughs> is that the case? I don't know. Maybe. We're very practical people. Let me tell you, the word homespun can't be used often enough. Sure. There's a lot of homespun charm. Um, let's get a produce update really fast. Has anyone brought you anything that they've made in their homes in the last month? <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. Uh, somebody brought me uh, some homemade band-aids that they made. Because they were like, we don't need any of these highfalutin brand name band-aids. We're going to make our own brand band-aids. Can I guess what those are made out of? Absolutely. Uh, corn husks and uh, like horse glue. You would think so. Um, you were right on the horse glue. But actually, instead of corn husks, they used soybean leaves. Which I thought was like a nice... Oh, that's a nice nod, like, nod to the future. Yeah. Thinking outside the box, little soybean, little soybean leaf. They're softer than the, than a husk. Uh huh. You know, listen, we're very crafty people. Well, Megan, we've done it. Good work. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, please get in your letters, your tweets, your Instagram photos, whatever you want to whatever, do. Whatever. Get on the calling stool, holler out your, my name. That's right. I think it's Iowa and any state surrounding. <laughs> yeah, but we don't listen to Nebraska, because screw those people. Right, there might be a Megan G in Nebraska. Yeah, but we, we, don't, we don't like her. too confusing. I'm clearly the superior Megan G. Um, you guys, um, our email address is setphaserstofunpod at gmail. On Twitter, we are at set phasers pod if you want to hit up tony thaxton for his business he's at tony thaxton 
He writes songs for you if you want. I'm gonna follow him right now. Um, and he does great Star Wars uh, autocorrect accounts. Oh, Tony Saxton, today's your lucky day. Guess who's following you? Megan Gogarty. You're about to get Boom. some of that Gogarty heat. Done. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you when Megan gets back. Yay! Yay! Bye. Bye. We're going to be one. We're going to become part of you, Beverly. Would you like that? Oh yes, more than anything. As you boss with your grandmother and your great grandmother and all of the Howard women before them. Oh God! Take care of you.